welcome to another episode of Cancer with Craig, Managing Your Illness as a Project. My name is Kirk Faulkner, and today I'm joined by Craig Faulkner. Hello. Welcome, everybody. It's good to be back. How's your week been? Uh, my week's been really good. Had a great week. I'm starting to get a little exercise in, trying to get uh, walks in. The doctors are encouraging me to get out and get exercise, which is wonderful, especially uh, summer in San Diego is always a good time to go for a stroll down by the beach. And so that's primarily what I've been doing. I got out, oh, three or four times this last week. Well, your eyebrows are coming back in. That looks, uh, that's, that's a good look on you. Yeah. The hair isn't. The hair isn't. Although I, I do have an even tan now on my head, Yeah, on my overall head. You look like a fit military guy. <laughs> so this week on Cancer with Craig, I think we're talking about advice to people who are going to talk to somebody with cancer, things that are good to say, the things that have been said to you that are good. Right. Things that have been said, things that people have done, and uh, really reflecting on it, you know, whenever you are managing a project, everybody's going to have a comment, mm -hmm. right? Input. Everybody's going to give you feedback. And of course, uh, the Faulkner clan, they love to be coached and they love feedback. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really, really interesting as I've gone down this journey in a very, very positive way, the, the wonderful outreach that uh, people have been involved with. And I thought that it might be kind of fun to comment on just a handful of things that people have done from my perspective that have been very, very motivating and very positive. When you're talking with people, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. You know, they don't want to say anything awkward. They don't want to say anything that hurts your feelings or brings up bad emotions. So what are some of the things that people have done that have actually really worked or really brightened your day or made some positive difference? I think back to a dinner that Marilyn and I had. It actually was a month or two ago, actually before the stem cell transplant. So however long ago that was, probably three months ago now. Yeah. And we had dinner with some friends that we really hadn't seen for quite a while. I'd been out of the country. And when we sat down for dinner, you know, of course, we got caught up on, on family and everything. And the gentleman that was there, won't mention any names, we'll call him Jim. Jim said, hey, listen, we want to hear about your illness, but we only want to hear about it from the perspective of what you're comfortable talking about. Mm -hmm. If it's something you don't want to talk about, then that's fine too. And so I really appreciated that approach. It gave me the opportunity to comment on what I wanted to comment on. And honestly, at least during that dinner, I was more than happy to talk about it and entertain uh, any questions they had. I find that that approach is a much more engaging approach for me personally than somebody that brings up a story about cancer and is trying to teach me a lesson about what I'm going through. Right. That's a little less motivating. But kind of asking for permission... Yeah. Um, it creates like a space in which you can share or you can bring things up or you can kind of wave the whole thing away if you're not in a mood to really go down that road right then. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, early on when I was first diagnosed, I really got kind of explanation fatigue. I mean, literally, there'd be some days where I would explain in a fair amount of detail my condition at least three or four times in one day, and I'd come home exhausted. I yeah. would just be really emotionally and 
and physically exhausted from being on the phone. I don't would not want this to come across as a complaint, but it's just an observation, you know, kind of hindsight. Yeah. Because it's all well-intentioned friends and acquaintances, you know, asking and being sincerely concerned about your prognosis. And I think the thing that is a little bit unique to me is multiple myeloma is a little more rare uh, form of cancer than than the typical cancer patient. I'd say I don't know that there is anything typical about right. cancer. Although I say that, I've heard about it from a lot of people that they've had a parent or a relative or an associate that has had uh, multiple myeloma. So it's it's interesting once you have something like this, you become really keenly aware of others that have shared the experience. You know, it's interesting. I kind of am the same way when I talk to people about you is that I'm not really in the mood to hear every cancer story, but if somebody actually does have experience with multiple myeloma, I suddenly am very interested right. to hear about that because it is kind of a unique thing. I think most of the time we're compartmentalizing this whole thing and just trying to get through the day and the, to unpack it all for every person who wants to bring it up. It can get a little emotionally draining. It does. Uh, it probably is a little less that way now, you know, as time has gone on. You know, a couple of other things, Kirk, that come to mind that have been, you know, really nice is, you know, not only what people have said, the example of this dinner and the the approach that Jim took, but also things that people have brought over. I think of uh, uh, some good friends here from Rancho Santa Fe that came over and brought some very thoughtful food that I could eat. I think when you bring food over, you know, we have a tendency to want to bring food over, you know, make sure it's comfort food, make sure it's light food. That seems like a little bit of two different things right there. Yeah, yeah. When I say comfort food, I was thinking of this rice pudding that a good friend brought over that I would call comfort food that was delicious, not necessarily light, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, prepared with a lot of love and it was really, really good. Are there any foods that uh, people should avoid bringing over? Things like, you know, I mean, lasagna comes to mind. I mean, uh, something heavy, at least from my perspective, I think... It's a thought. I started to talk about the friends here locally that brought oh, some really nice breads and nice cheeses and some fruit over. It was stuff that I could kind of nibble on. That was very, very thoughtful. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we have been very, very appreciative of whatever is brought over. Right. And now, of course, the the, the doctor's orders are only eat food that you know we prepare mm-hmm. because they're you know concerned about any kind of bacteria or any germs you know out of the house. So while I go through this first 100 days of my stem cell transplant. Another fun thing that comes to mind, someone brought over, I want to call them gag gifts, and they're very <laughs> thoughtful. One was, uh, you know, as I like Diet Coke, and it was, you know, one of those hats where you put two cans of beer or two cans of Diet Coke on either side of the hat with a uh, flexible straw coming down to your mouth. And he brought over a, uh, and I've really used this, this was one of these long uh, grabbers, you know, with the handle on it, yeah. and then where you see the commercial where the old old person's reaching for the can and on the shelf. I've used that a lot and uh, playing catch with Frankie to pick up the ball when my back was out, I couldn't bend over. So uh, useful gag gifts are kind of fun. It's funny, I got that outside on the patio right now. Yeah. I think about it. it I, I, I see it every and then day. it became uh, crucial. <laughs> Another thing I think that people, 
they probably have some questions about is how do you express, I know that you are a faithful person. How do you express kind of prayers or faith-based hopes for a person, even maybe if you don't share the same faith with them or you have different levels or different angles on God? I think that's really important. It's been important to me uh, to know that people are thinking about me and offering prayers on my behalf. I actually just this morning, it's funny you bring that up because this morning I got a very, very nice text from a real estate broker here in the area that I've done some business with. Very thoughtful, just letting me know that she was uh, thinking about me and offering prayers on my behalf. We were not of the same faith. Our friend and the person that helped diagnosis this uh, cancer back in October and November. I've mentioned him before, Jim. He's an orthopedic surgeon. We had occasion to see him a couple of weeks ago. He said, hey, I just want you to know that I really do remember you in my prayers. He said, not that I'm praying for you every day. He kind of laughed. But he said, you know, I have a devotional, you know, a few times a week, and I really do think about you and others that are in need. We've had some really inspiring prayers that, again, people have not of our faith, have actually written out. We had a, a Jewish rabbi write a beautiful prayer and shared with us. Another really great evangelical friend wrote a prayer that they've offered on our behalf. And it's been very, very inspiring. I'm a little embarrassed to say that, I guess in my, over all the years, as I've seen you know, people that have had illnesses, I haven't been nearly as thoughtful with my friends and associates as many people have been with me. And so I've been very, very inspired by people of our same faith and people of other faiths and other denominations and people that uh, really view the world differently than I do and how thoughtful they've been. I think the takeaway that I have gotten from this experience and that I would you know share with the listeners is don't be afraid to say something inspiring to people that you know are suffering, people that have setbacks, people that have illnesses. I know yeah. um, you mentioning right there that people have actually written down the prayers right. uh, that they give to you. I know that you've mentioned to me that you really like cards and written down things because maybe at the time that you get them, there might be a time when you need them more. You can read them whenever it comes up, you know, like if you're having a bad day or something. So I think a good piece of advice should be people don't just come over and say something. Go ahead and write something down because then your visit can kind of go on. Exactly. I think that that's very, very helpful, very inspiring. You know, I have, you know, friends out of the area that, you know, I stay in contact with on a, a fairly regular basis. Some of them, you know, I stay in contact through texting. Some I stay in contact through phone conversations. And I look forward to, you know, really all those different types and forms of communication. It's been really, really inspiring to me to see how thoughtful people are. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you that have reached out, that, you know, I want to thank you for reaching out. And of course, another yeah. great way that people can reach out and that they are reaching out is leaving comments on the podcast and on the blog. Yeah. yeah. CraigJFaulkner.com. <laughs> Go there uh, today. This has been a, you know, again, it continues to be a very, very interesting journey. Of course, you know, as we were talking, kind of preparing for this podcast this morning, the idea came up, you know, what if people said that hasn't been helpful? And I said, ah, I really don't want to talk about that. There are, you know, occasionally things that people say where you think, huh, 
Okay, that was a little bit of a downer. And I really don't want to dwell on that. I think the acid test, though, is to really, you know, say to yourself, what would inspire you? You know, Mm -hmm. if you were were struggling with something, what would inspire you to, you know, feeling like you're going to move ahead, taking these positive steps? Talk about this podcast, you know, Cancer with Craig, Managing Your Illness as a Project. What inspires you to manage projects in a positive kind of go forward, take the bull by the horns fashion? Right. And it's the positive things. It's uplifting stories. It's fun, whether it be gad gifts or inspiring written messages. It's, you know, thoughtful drop bys. I mean, it's those types of things that you really think, wow, I'm fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of very, very uplifting people. That's how I would think about it. Well, I think it's a testament to uh, the kind of life you live, that you're surrounded by people who are coming to you with these kind of messages and this kind of support. So I think that's a really great thing. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kirk. Well, listen, it's been fun to kind of reflect back on the things that people have done and said. I've just talked about a handful. There's been many, many other things that have been done and said on our behalf. And I want to thank everybody. Well, if you'd like to give Craig a little encouragement and some support, come by CraigJFaulkner.com and check out the podcast uh, post there, as as well as some other things that we have up. And uh, we hope to see you next week. All right. And I hope that I've got a positive report on my hair. I'm starting to just, (laughs) I'm starting to get a little... Yeah, we'll put up a picture of Craig with with his new do, and uh, everybody tell him how good it looks, all right? All right. Thank you.